0: This week on Friday Night History, things not to say, daimyo, their titles, and why some words in the Edo period were inadvisable for non-warriors to use. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dike. <laughs> Things not to say. There's a concept in Japanese religion called kotodama. It's the idea that words have spirit. They have power. In the interest of a formal definition by people who specialize in Shinto studies, kotodama is defined by Kokugakuin's Encyclopedia of Shinto as follows. Kotodama refers to the spiritual power that is contained within words, but also refers to the conception that spiritual power can be manifested through the intonation of words. Quote. While one interpretation of this, as with this, can take a more supernatural tack, another, it's much more practical. Words themselves have some measure of power, even in a mundane sense. They can make things happen. So it's best to watch your choice of words. That being said, Japanese has a lot of homophones. Some of them sound like ruling family names and their court titles. And it's here that our story begins this week. Let's back up a bit to the Heian era first, though. Stay with me. I promise it'll make some kind of sense. So, Mutsu province. Mutsunokuni no Kuni in Japanese. Was an old imperial province spanning the entirety of modern Tohoku region's Pacific coast. The other province in the area on the Sea of Japan side was Dewa Province. Its territory now comprises the territorial extents of Aomori, Iwate, Miyagi, and Fukushima prefectures. As one of the two provinces in northern Honshu, it was originally called Michinoku, which, because it was Michinooku, beyond where the road ends that being the road from Kyoto that ended in Shirakawa in what's now Fukushima Prefecture. And it was thus the outback to the imperial court. It was a frontier province, so it wasn't exactly like the other provinces, in that its administration was partly military. Still, as with the other imperial provinces, it was governed by an imperial governor. As with other governorates, this ended in Nokami, ergo the governor of Mutsu was Mutsu Nokami. And, long after governorships became sinecures, the title survived. While not all Edo period daimyo's imperial titles corresponded to the province that they lived in, sometimes they did. This was the case with the House of Date, whose ruling lord held the title of Mutsunokami. Referring to a daimyo by their given name was, of course, rude and exceedingly familiar. That being the case, the court title was one way that people not everyone referred to a daimyo. Starting in the early 17th century, also, the shogunate promulgated laws like the Buge shohato and Kinchu narabini kuge shohato, which strictly regulated not only the imperial court but also the purview of the emperor and the constraints of granting and inheritance of imperial titles by people in the warrior caste. So, with domain shogunate and imperial bureaucracy all tied up in it, one didn't just simply throw this or any other title around. The House of Date itself also carefully regulated the use of the word mutsu and other words intersecting with the family names or court titles of the daimyo's immediate family. Of particular interest to it were the titles of Mutsunokami held by the ruling lord, as well as mimasaka no kami and Echizen no Kami, two alternate titles that were held by the Lord's heir apparent. So a Sendai merchant or craftsman couldn't have any of those province names in their business's name or have it displayed on their shop curtain, their noren. According to folklorist and local historian Mihara Ryokichi, anyone who was in violation of this regulation would be identified by the city magistrate's patrol officers and investigated by the magistrate's office. More than a few people ran afoul of this prohibition, particularly in the early Edo period. But there's plenty of words in Japanese that only happen to overlap because they're homophones. This is, after all, partly the basis of how Japanese poetry works, too, and how puns are so easy to make in the language. So, you may well ask, what would people do to get around these sorts of prohibitions on certain words? And words that sound like those words? A particularly notable case, according to Mihara, is the case of the dawn hour. By the old Japanese clock, the rising six, Akemutsu. Remember, there's that Mutsu in there, a no-go if you're living in Date lands. But rather than the phrase six as Mutsu, people in Sendai learned to call that hour of the clock by the other reading of the character for six. Thus, Akemutsu in Sendai was Ake roku. The introduction of the Western method of timekeeping, notwithstanding, older people in Sendai were still calling it that into the early 20th century. Other things affected by this ban included a type of fish called mutsu and even diapers, which with honorific added are called omutsu to this day. But this wasn't the only case of this kind of prohibition and enforcement. Some date vassals also did this within their own territories. Let me back up in sidebar again for a moment here. Sendai domain was unique in that it was a microcosm of the shogunate domain system Bakuhan Taisei. Sendai domain was very large as well and unwieldy to manage from just one or two castles as with most other domains and their systems of management in the Edo period. Thus, Date vassals held land holdings throughout the domain and performed alternate attendance on the lord in the Sendai castle town just as the lord performed alternate attendance on the shogun, his overlord, down in Edo. This was the system that Date had used for centuries dating back to before the Edo period's onset in the 17th century. Senior vassals held castles, which were called fortresses, yogai, to stay within the letter of the law on shogunate regulations regarding castles, but many date vassals, great and small, held land holdings, with or without castles, throughout the domain where they lived at least part of the time. Yet it was only the senior most, many of them cousins of the daimyo, who held daimyo level, 10,000 plus koku, income who had similar prohibitions on the daimyo's rules about commoners' use of titles of interest like Mutsu no kami. The Date of Watari forbade commoners use the word Awa, which was part of its family head's court title of Awa no Kami, with the result that the grain coincidentally called Awa, millet, was called Kigane, literally yellow gold, in the Watari Date lands. In the holdings of the Wakuya Date, the season of autumn aki in Japanese, was called Koharu, Little Spring, instead, in order to avoid a namespace collision with the hereditary wakuya title of Aki no Kami. And in the lands of the Watari of Sanuma, not the same as the Date of Watari, a broom, a hoki, was called a hahaki, to avoid sounding like the Watari title of hoki no kami. In all, a heck of a lot of circumlocutions there. But Sendai wasn't the only domain where this was the case, even just in northern Honshu. North of the Date lands, in the territory of Lord Nambu of Morioka, a straw overcoat was called a Kera, in order to avoid using the more common term of mino, as the Nambu lord's hereditary court title was minonokami. And to the south, in nearby Nihonmatsu, home of the Niwa family, even holidays were influenced by this practice of avoiding a daimyo's name. The House of Niwa was a daimyo family in the Edo period. It ruled Nihomatsu in what's now Fukushima Prefecture, and its claim to fame was that it once served the House Oda of Owari Province. Niwa Nagahide was one of the clan elders who served the great Oda Nobunaga during his 16th century campaigns of unification in central Japan. Only a few decades later, the Niwa family eventually came to rule Nihomatsu Domain, a modestly sized domain. 170,000 koku, later growing to 200,000 koku, in what's now east-central Fukushima Prefecture. Meanwhile, Setsubun is a holiday that still takes place today, on 3 February. As a symbol of welcoming good fortune and driving away misfortune, people gather at shrines and pelt people dressed as oni, ogres, with beans, whilst chanting, Oni wa soto, fuku uchi! De- out with the ogres, in with the fortune! So, what does Setsubun have with, to do with House Niwa of Nihonmatsu? Oniwa Soto, out with the ogres, sounds a lot like Oniwa Soto, out with the august Niwa. So, in the interest of avoiding potential trouble, people in Nihonmatsu learned to talk around it and say Oni Soto, ogres out, as they threw their beans. Rather surprisingly, this also continued through the early 20th century. If we stop to think about it, this sort of practice of subtly changing what we call a thing in order to talk about that thing while talking around that thing is not at all strange even in the modern world. On the Internet, many of us have substituted letters for asterisks in a word likely to attract the wrong kind of attention. Um, You can see some examples of it in the blog post version that will be accompanying this podcast or of. Or otherwise, we sometimes will also resort to circumlocutions about political figures, like referring to holders of certain exalted offices by their number in the presidential succession prior to the 46th. See what I mean? Anyway, thank goodness laws change, and yet regardless of the laws in force in the world, for better and for worse, words will always have power. I'm Nairi, and this has been Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan. Our theme is Bugle Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues, and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, at any cost... Ming Dynasty refugees, Taoist rituals, and the 1620 eruption of Mount Zhao. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around.